everyone. We're back with another episode of the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and I am joined today by a very good friend of mine. She also used to work at Fansided. She was one of the editors at Dork Side of the Force and Culture S, and she is just fantastic. And she is a huge, huge Marvel fan. So when the new trailer came out for Spider-Man No Way Home, I knew that there was only one person I could break the trailer down with, and that was Mia Johnson. So we're going to jump right into this. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, uh, make sure you watch the trailer before you uh, listen to the podcast because we break it all down. And yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully you learn a few things and we'll see. We'll come back after the movie comes out and we will see if we got anything right because it, it we, we spent some time breaking this thing down and I'm really excited to see if any of our, our thoughts come to fruition. So I am so excited to have Mia Johnson joining me on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home and the trailer just dropped. And how are you doing, Mia? I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, I'm doing awesome. I'm glad we got warmed up. We had a little, a nice chat before this. So I'm pumped to, to get talking about Spider-Man and I rewatched the trailer too before we started this, just so I can take notes. <laughs> oh, good. good, because I did too, and I felt I felt kind of silly because I had it on this loop and I kept watching it. And I don't know if, if you had this experience, but every time I watched it, I saw more, and I was like, "Oh, I have yeah. to add that." And it's just, it's so there's so much in that trailer to break down, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that I don't think that's. I mean, the people at Marvel make the best trailers in general. I mean, they the, their trailers are always great, but man, this trailer had a little bit of everything in it. And it's funny that they revealed so much because it makes you wonder what they didn't reveal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I know, obviously the elephant in the room, I think everyone who was champing for this um, trailer to come out wanted Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire, which we didn't get. Um, But I would say, and maybe we'll talk about this soon, that maybe there are hints about it. But um, yeah, I just just speaking on the overall thought of the trailer, I am just it's so amazed to see how these trailers have become like events on their own. Um, I was never one of the people, you know, like if you go into like any one Marvel tweet and they're like, no way home trailer, no way home trailer. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> whoa, slow down. So I was never one of those people. I'm just like, hey, what they give me, I'll take when they give it to me. Um but I was definitely, I, I was um, quite energized to see this one. And yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to discuss. Yeah, I was, I have to say like, I, I I'm the same way. I mean, I, I'm not going to break the doors down, especially right now, knowing everything happening in the world, like it's going to take a minute to get things done <laughs> compared to the way it used to be. So, you know, we're going to have to wait for things. And so like, mm-hmm. I've developed a certain sense of patience about these things even though incidentally, I'm the type that opens my Christmas presents like three days early, like don't put it under the tree and expect me not to like try and get in there at some point. So patience isn't really my strong suit, but in these things, it kind of is. Cause I'm like, you know, the movies, it, the movie's a month away. Like, yeah, it's going to be a while. Like the trailer's great, but like, we're still not going to see anything. Like I can wait, but yeah. I mean, when people I, I think it's it's worth mentioning because uh, you know that's I've always been of the the impression you know especially with the stuff that I've done on Walking Dead, covering the Walking Dead. They're 
the studios are so good about what information they do present. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Like they're not going to, they're going to tell you what they want you to know so that you're thinking Mm -hmm. about this over here, but there's still this whole thing over on the other side that you don't know about. So I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm shocked that they, they put so much in this trailer, but that just makes me think there's so much more in the movie that is going to blow our minds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, um, I, I noticed this because it, and just speaking of trailers specifically, it's almost as if you have to watch you like the first trailer was required viewing. Um, and it, it kind of took me by surprise um, when I watched it the second time because Dr. Strange says something to the fact that I wrote it down where he's like, you know, he goes to Peter and he's like, when you asked me to do that spell where you didn't want to be Spider-Man. And it was kind of like, if, <laughs> if you didn't see the first trailer, you would be like, hold up, what are you talking about? Like, when did Peter, you know, that's like a huge plot point that they kind of covered, obviously, in that first, I guess it was like a teaser, it wasn't the official trailer. Um, but it's almost like they've serialized watching trailers um, on its own. So I, I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was pretty funny to where it's like, there is some level of expectation now where they're like, well, you know, most people have been wanting this, you know, it got millions of views, like within the first hour, at least just on the Sony um, YouTube alone. So yeah, this whole culture of trailers, like you said, they, 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 they are very specific about what they want to include, how they want to get people hyped up for it. Um, And I mean, obviously they've got me I mean, this is it, it. I think the thing that that really loops everybody in with this is the fact that it's there is the possibility because of the multiverse that fans who weren't for whatever reason, if you weren't thrilled about the last couple Spider-Man movies, but you mm-hmm. loved the ones before that or the ones before that, all of a sudden there's reason for everybody to come together in a way that wasn't yeah. before. Yeah, I never thought about that because I was going to ask, like, is there a particular, like, do you have nostalgia for any of this, these Spider-Men or Spider-Mans, however you want to say it, or like any of the particular villains? You know, I, more than anything, I think I have a nostalgia for the hype that was built around Tobey Maguire's first Ooh. appearance, because for so many people, like my brother-in-law is a huge Marvel guy. I mean, he's got Captain America tattooed to his calf. Like he's got a full calf cap. Like, oh my God. And like, you know, I'm a DC person. So I didn't grow mm-hmm. up with the same attachments to these characters that, that he did. So I remember him being so excited about this movie, about, you know, that there's going to be a Spider-Man movie. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. I don't really know that much about Spider-Man. Yeah, But I remember going to the theater and just being completely engrossed with this character and, you know, and Kirsten Dunst, who I, you know, adored for years before that, like, I just, I was so excited about this experience. And so even though I wasn't a Spider-Man person, I just got caught up. I mean, I had the soundtrack, I had the poster, I had, you know, I mean, I just, I I got caught up in this whole thing. I mean, I can't even hear, listen to that song, you know, Hero, because I'm like, oh my God, Spider-Man, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, they did such an amazing job with that. And I don't, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't even really remember the second or third movies because I, I, 
I kind of forgot, like, it was just that moment was just so powerful in that first movie. It's like, that was what I remember. And then I actually really loved Andrew Garfield. Like, I loved both mm-hmm. of those, but those stand out in my mind, you know, so much more vividly. And, you know, so for me, it's, it's, it's really interesting to, to feel the way I do, because I honestly, I'm looking at all these, I'm looking at this list of villains and I'm going, okay, well, that was, you know, like 15 years ago. And this was yeah. like, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's bringing back all of these things. And I'm like, wow, this is it's like a yearbook. It's like a Spider-Man yearbook <laughs> in this trailer. That's perfect. Yeah. I, I guess my whole Spider-Man background, like, yeah, I have, I'm definitely a Toby fan. Um, But like when those movies came out, I was still a kid and I didn't even see the first one in theaters. It was kind of like, I remember our mom had brought home the DVD. I didn't even know there was a Spider-Man movie. So she brought home the DVD um, and me and my brother were hooked. And it just kind of became like, you know, when you're a kid, you just watched them over and over and over to where it's like ingrained in your memory. So that's one of those movies that's just kind of like solidified itself in my brain. So I love, you know, Toby, I love um, Green Goblin. Um, And I'm sure a lot of those moments are things where I could just like recall, recall a quote or see the imagery so clear. So that's kind of funny. Um, And then the, the second one and the third one, I don't remember if I saw the second one in theaters, might've been DVD too. Third one I'd seen in theaters and by that time, I was like a preteen and I was kind of like, you know, you know, it's okay. <laughs> but I think now looking back on it, like everyone loves, um, they call him Billy McGuire. So like the dark side of Peter Parker. and <laughs> So that's why I have a, an appreciation for the third movie, at least. Um, and I do, I do think I remember with Doc, uh, Doc Ock, uh, just being an awesome villain in Spider-Man too. So I think he's, Alfred Molino is the perfect person to bring back. Um, I guess there's a small pool of, you know, villains from these last few movies anyway. Um, so that's where my nostalgia lies. And then I guess if we're talking Andrew Garfield, that was during my Tumblr days. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a deep, deep, deep um, background in Tumblr. And I just remember when they introduced him as Spider-Man, it's like, all of like Marvel Tumblr latched onto him as being like the baby Avenger. <laughs> so it was kind of like Tony Stark would be looking at, like in our head, obviously, and, mm-hmm. and Bruce Banner, like looking after him. Um, so it is, it's kind of funny to see, like, even with Tobey Maguire out, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man or Peter Parker kind of filled that role anyway. It was like maybe a self-fulfilling prophecy. So yeah, it's like collectively, it's like all those memories are being scooped up again. I've got, you know, Tumblr and I've got me as a kid and it's like being thrown into this blender. And I was like, wow, I think that's really, it's it's hopefully going to be really, really effective. Yeah. And, it, you know, and I feel like so many people looking at this, like when you, because I was just, you know, as I was listening to you, I was just thinking about how, you know, there are these different eras and, you know, and I have to, I agree. Alfred Molina is just, he that is what I remember from Spider-Man too. Like I just remember, hello, Peter. And just, you know, the, the, just the delivery and then, you know, and then feeling sorry for him and, you know, the sympathy, you know, I mean, these characters are so, um, you know, I mean, they kind of rival when I think about villains, like obviously as a DC person, I think about DC villains a lot more. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think they have a really, uh, I'll just say it. I think they have a more interesting 
group of villains, you know, memorable villains, you know, to where people can latch onto them and say like, okay, well, the Joker, the Joker's kind of universally accepted. Thanos, up until he was introduced, probably wasn't, you couldn't just say Thanos and have the world understand, but you could say Joker. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, like is not, you know, people know who the Joker is. So when I look at this, what they've done, you know, in specifically with this trailer, I'm thinking, you know, these Spider-Man has the coolest villains to be able of, of all of the characters. Yeah. This is probably the only character where you could go back and have this kind of who's who, you know, group yeah. of villains. And I think that's what makes it really compelling is that, you know, that every one of these villains was compelling in their own movie. So now you put them all together and that's something that hasn't been done. We haven't, you know, like Birds of Prey was kind of supposed to be a, a, a group of Mm-hmm. villainy kind of people and you know kind of towing the line this is like a group this is you know this is it this is the first time we've seen so many villains all together in one place and it looks fascinating yeah and I was wondering about there was something where um Doctor Strange has this magic box that magic that Spider-Man wants to Tom Holland yeah, yeah wants to take and it had me wondering, like, okay, why is he trying to steal this from Doctor Strange? He already did the spell, so that's done. Um, but there's something that Doctor Strange said, which was, like, every one of these villains, you know, dies or is defeated at the hand of Spider-Man. It's their fate. So it has me wondering if this version of Peter Parker is, you know, going to kind of be sympathetic towards these villains. Um and it's like, obviously, like, he has no beef with them. They just came, you know, into his backyard and started wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. And even you can see Doc Ock when he's like, he finally sees who the Spider-Man is. And he's like, oh, you're not the Peter Parker that I know. <laughs> he's like, yeah. what's going on? So it, it makes me wonder, like, at the end of the day, like, what's going to happen? And what are we going to learn about this Peter Parker that, you know, maybe, because he's, he's been through a lot. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. been through a lot of stuff. And you know he's he's just a little baby <laughs> at least in my eyes <laughs> yeah I have to say when I saw that box I could not like I automatically thought mother box from oh, God. Yeah. Snyder's yeah. Justice League I was like why do they have a mother box and why does Spider-Man want it but but I mean it's true because that those that line you know when I think of Doc Ock delivering that line it makes you realize like there is that that kind of this spider-man doesn't kill people he doesn't you know he's never really had those experiences I and mean, he has and he hasn't like you know collectively with the avengers he might have been exposed to things that he wasn't exposed to before but being on his own and like these aren't villains that you can just lock up you know there's no arkham asylum-esque place to put people like this you know it's kind of a one yeah. situation so what is the end game? Do they get sent back? Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then that that leads to all this moral gray area of like, well, if you could stop them, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, let's let's kill Hitler thing. Like, let's go back yeah. and kill Hitler. Like, if you can get rid of them, what does that do for the timeline? You know, so does that statement that you know that that Doctor Strange makes, you know, does that kind of allude to the fact that it, you can't really stop them? They have to go back and they have to be like knowing that they're going to cause unspeakable terror or whatever. I mean, there's so many different elements to 
how they've planted seeds that I, I just can't yeah. imagine how it's all going to come together. Yeah, it's it's reminding me of the whole um, like an infinity war where who's it? Bruce Banner goes to talk to the ancient one and she's explaining the timelines and she's like, you know, you can't have that branch out and which, you know, they they ended up fixing at the end of the movie because they were like, no, 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 we're going to put them back and, you know, it's going to be safe and all the timelines will be reset up until the point where Loki, you know, goes off and does his own little thing because he needs to have his own TV show. <laughs> um, so yeah, that makes me curious as well to see what are we going to do with this timeline? Because it seems like obviously they're opening up this possibility of having the multiverse and um, all these different possibilities. So will it be possible for him to change things or, you know, it, are these things just going to have to play out the way they are because that's just the way time is? Or, you know, does the TVA come in and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am waiting though. I am waiting for that big moment where these begin to cross over into one another because the whole doctor, the next Doctor Strange is the multiverse of madness. So it does make me wonder, okay, like, well, when does everything come into play? So I'm not so sure, like, if that's all going to happen in this film. Um, but I think it is going to be more localized to, okay, what decisions does Spider Man have to make? Is he going to like override Doctor Strange and, um, you know, will it be for the better? Yeah. And, you know, it, it, so it's interesting because the, you know, as we said earlier, people were talking about the fact that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not seen in this trailer, which mm -hmm. for one, I don't think that they would do that in this trailer. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's try to allow people some elements of surprise. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's how I see it. Of course, they're not going to be in there. But then I started thinking, you know, there are all these different, you, you see these shots of different you see you see these shots of spider-man i'm not so sure that we're seeing the same spider person in the spider suit like just because we see a spider-man mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's it's who we think it is so they could be te like they could be showing us things without us knowing that yeah. they're they're there yeah. and, and granted you know I'm, I'm thinking about um the flash movie and like the the teaser they did of the flash movie where you could see this bat suit and know that it was Michael Keaton because you just know mm -hmm. Michael Batman and you know you know yeah. like and there's all so like there are these identifying factors so you know you know what what Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man suit looks like you know what Tobey Maguire's looked like and so I think if you mm -hmm. look for that in the trailer you may not spot that but what if we're getting kind of like with what they're doing with the Flash where what if we're getting Peter Parker's, you know, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker, and he's in his 40s or 50s, yeah. kind of like Michael Keaton's Batman is older. Yeah. yeah. And so his suit's undergone whatever transitions, you know, so like, if we're looking for what used to be, maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Maybe we're seeing, Ooh. you know, maybe if you go back through, you might see, we might be seeing a scene where you're like, holy crap, they actually... That was that was Toby Maguire, but we didn't know. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't know. That's what they do. Yeah. They mess with your head, yeah. but like they've created this universe of possibility. And I'm just, and of course, it's incredibly ironic because we can talk about multiverses in both DC and Marvel. So like, mm -hmm. all of the yeah. examples are kind of interchangeable now. They're kind of like, <laughs> well, if you look at Michael Keaton, he's kind of like the Toby Maguire of the DC universe now. Like. Mm -hmm. you know the age difference is 
more than slightly different, but same concept. Like he was the OG, you know, but they intentionally showed his Batman suit. What if, what if we saw Tobey Maguire, but we just didn't know that we were seeing him? That's very clever. I know. Well, the biggest thing going around on the internet, like, and it was like immediately after, was from the, I believe they said it was the Brazil um, release of that same trailer, where it's kind of like the scene right at the end where all the villains are ganging up on Peter Parker, and it looks like, you know, he's helpless, he's by himself. And someone noticed, they were like, okay, it looks like, um, who was it, Sandman or someone, maybe Green, someone was like looking like not at Peter, Tom Holland in the middle, like his attention was somewhere else. So they're like, okay, that's maybe that's one extra person. But the dead, <laughs> the dead giveaway was in that Brazil trailer was the when the lizard was also in midair. They're like, he gets punched by um, nothing. He like, he's moving and then it's like, it looks like he's getting punched, but there's no one there. But when you look at the US trailer, either they were able to fix that or they like cut it right away and I was like yeah I feel like that's one of those scenes where they also love to just use that let's edit let's edit out you know whoever from this trailer um because I did that a bunch of times with Endgame and I believe Infinity War too like um oh like Infinity War they had the Incredible Hulk like the actual Green Hulk in there which you know when come to find out when you watch the actual movie it's like Bruce Banner couldn't even turn into the Hulk the entire time yeah, and he yeah. had to he had to have the Hulk buster suit so it <laughs> makes you it's like mm, okay fool me once you know so now everyone or you know everyone who cares is kind of like has that detective's hat on like okay what did you change or what did you alterate or what did you digitally remove yeah, I mean, in, in this era of deep fake videos, like, we never know. We we, we yeah. don't even know until, you know, the very, I mean, because there, there was a moment in me when I was watching Green Goblin, and, and I knew that it was Willem Dafoe, but at the same time, I was thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder if James Franco is going to pop up at some point, you know, like, all yeah. these things started popping up in my head, like, you know, it's possible that we could have, who knows who's going to show yeah. up, I mean, you know, we, we haven't even discussed the possibility that, you know, maybe Kirsten Dunst comes back and maybe she's got yeah. some this and that, you know, Emma Stone could come back and, and oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, like there are so many people who could just randomly pop up or they could, or they, you know, maybe they, they do something kind of akin to what they did with Loki, where they they were kind of going through his memories. Mm-hmm. Maybe they filmed something or they, you know, they pulled previously unseen footage or something and like so all of a sudden like we get we get you know stone or you know who knows who knows I I feel like there's so many different people who could show up in this Mm -hmm. that we're just seeing just the I mean the fact that we're seeing we see Doc Op we see Electro we see Sandman we see Green Goblin Lizard you know Venom is rumored rumored to be in there at some point not in the trailer but like in the movie but they showed us those five villains like you know and I and I keep going back to that because I feel like that's important to say like they showed us that so imagine what they haven't shown us that's the Mm -hmm. part that gets my mind going what don't we know yeah 
Oh, and the part about Emma Stone, her Gwen Stacy, because obviously she met her demise in that second movie or um, the Andrew Garfield one. There's that scene with MJ, um, you know, Zendaya, and she's falling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I wonder if there's going to be some parallels to that as well, because we haven't like really well no I I will take that back I was gonna say we haven't seen you know Peter with like this tragedy but I will I think Tony Stark was a pretty big tragedy for him because you know for the most part it's always like Uncle Ben or um like in Amazing Spider-Man it was Gwen Stacy and even like um into the Spider-Verse when he lost his uncle it was kind of was it was it Uncle Aaron who died or was it his father? I'm I'm like, I'm always getting these things confused. <laughs> but at any at any rate, you know, there was that loss involved. And I was like, wow, yeah. If you want to count Tony Stark, sure, but you know, I would wager obviously who knew he knew MJ longer. So I was like, oh no, are they gonna sacrifice her to the plot? No. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, it, it's funny you mentioned that because John Favreau has a, a little appearance in the, in the, um, the trailer also. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's watching out, but that's, it makes you, it makes you think about what Tony Stark would say about all of this and what mm-hmm. his, you know, that he's, he, I feel like he, whether he has the same kind of like memory appearance, you know, like there's some kind of memory of Tony Stark that shows up or something, but He's such a guide. He was such a guiding force in, in, um, you know, in Tom Holland's story that dealing with this huge thing. I mean, I admit, I really like Dr. Strange. I think his character is so much fun and, and yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch just kills, kills yeah. the lines. Yeah, they're just, them. they're so, the, the way he delivers them, but he was like, I loved how Tony Stark balanced Stephen Strange out like they they played so well off each other so Mm -hmm. I feel like some kind of influence like there's there's an imbalance in this story because all Tom Holland's Peter Parker can rely on is this other Avenger that Mm -hmm. you know Zendaya is right like he he did cause this problem it was his spell that went awry so you know, why should he be the ones to Scooby-Doo it if, if he's the one who actually did it, you know? And, yeah. uh, which then kind of leads into this whole thing of like, well, what's the Doctor Strange movie going to be about? Like, that's going to mm-hmm. be like, there's so much already in this. And, you know, for all we know, though, he could be in this movie for like five minutes. Like they're showing a lot of him, yeah. Now, yeah. but he's actually in it for like five minutes. Like, that's also something that we've seen. I don't know, maybe in a Star Wars movie or two where, you know, there's a lot of promotion mm-hmm. of certain characters and then oh, they end yeah. up being yeah, Lando or <laughs> <laughs> for like two minutes and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because already we, we see like Wong, they were like, yeah, Wong is going on vacation. So <laughs> don't worry about seeing him. But yeah, it does make me wonder how much Doctor Strange is going to be. I think like to the, what we see in the trailer is probably like, everything that we get from him just because it's you know it's still a spider-man movie and even like in spider-man homecoming we got like scenes with tony stark but for the most part it was like it was spider-man's movie and it was his problem um though the one thing that i've been kind of seeing on reddit is people have been wondering like 
is Doctor Strange acting out of character? Would he really? Because I did like in the Russo's iteration of him in um, you know, the last two Avengers, they did make him seem really serious. Like he took the whole sanctum job serious. You know, he did want to violate, you know, the rules of the multiverse. And he couldn't even tell Tony Stark, like, it's this, you know, our number one chance, even though he did at the end, kind of sort of. <laughs> um, so they were like, why would he go and be, you know, all of a sudden doing this crazy thing with these teenagers and gosh um telling them you know now it's your mess to clean up and so I'm like but then on the other hand people are like well you know he was kind of careless and you know in his very first movie he was you know gonna he was speeding and that's how he crashed and you know had his problem in the first place so yeah, it is interesting to see when you pass down these characters from each director and each writer, like how they how they change or like, are they, because he's been in a couple of movies now. So, but I also love Doctor Strange. I think he he seems to be the, at least a little bit on, on brand, yeah. <laughs> if I could say that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and it's true because when you think about how many times he has appeared, this does I mean that that's something that's kind of been bugging me is why why would he do this why would he <laughs> yeah. why would he even think this is a good idea to take away like none of that seems like a good idea like casting a spell to take away Peter's yeah. you know, the, the, Peter's revealed identity that totally doesn't sound like a good idea so you know does that mean that that Jake Gyllenhaal is out there somewhere like maybe wreaking havoc like I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's what's, you know, is, is this some kind of a weird leftover loop from, from Endgame? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, you could really get metaphysical here and it, yeah. it's just, it just seems like there's so many elements to it that, and, you know, and then you have to take a step back and be like, okay, well, if, if X, Y, and Z didn't happen, then they wouldn't have a story. So we wouldn't have Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't have any of this yeah, so we kind of have to let them, you know, we have to throw them a bone and trust that they know what they're doing. But that's what these trailers do to us, right? Like, I mean, uh-huh. they, they put it out there, and then you can't help but sit and, you know, and stew for like months and months because, you know, obviously because of the delays that we've had to be able to get to this point where they can release it, all we've had is time. Yeah. We've all been watching Netflix true crime videos and trying to solve unsolved murders. And <laughs> so now you apply that to, yeah. to the trailers and all I see are things that need to be solved. I have questions. I have, I have no answers and I'm just frustrated because I really want to know what this means. I know. Yeah. I wonder how press is going to go because it looks like they're, you know, at some point they should be starting it up. And it's like with these Marvel movies specifically, it's like, they can't say anything <laughs> you know you you want to ask like oh is Toby in this or you know how many scenes did you film and they they can't say anything so I always kind of feel bad for you know Tom Holland and and you know everyone in that position <laughs> um, especially because you know it's kind of the joke too it's like oh Tom Holland is always going to reveal spoilers and I hope he's gotten better since Infinity War he had like Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch was like there is his, <laughs> his sponsor <laughs> his, yeah. and he was like don't say anything so maybe they should pair them up in in the interviews again just to be sure but um yeah I'm looking forward to that uh this next round of press interviews just to see like are they, how much are they going to say? It seems like already they they really can't say much, but um, 
oh, the fact that like um, Tom Holland was saying they were treating this as kind of like their their finale or their ending. Mm. And like this one was going to be really sad. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it did reveal that. Well, it, it, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, especially, you know, given this whole multiverse story and, you know, what they've done with, you know, all of the different um you know, with Miles Morales and all of the different spider spider people. I mean, you know, Spider yeah. Gwen and all of the Spider X whoever, like everybody, everybody <laughs> yeah. you could be Spider-Man, I could be Spider-Man, we're all Spider-Man, like everybody gets to do it. But like there's so many possibilities now. And and you know, it, yeah. it kind of not knowing where the where Marvel's going and you know how this that I think that's the part that just kind of, you know. It's especially I, I think the conversation is different now because of what they've done with Disney plus and these series mm-hmm. this year like do they move the story out somehow and like take it out of this you know out of the movie franchise for a while and let some other story be told so that they can bring that character you know like Ironheart for example yeah. like yeah you know that's I can absolutely see that character becoming a movie character Mm-hmm. But she needs a little bit of time to get there, you know. Like, yeah. So maybe they'll they'll grow another character in the series, and then bring it in later, you know. But it's yeah, because it's it's kind of. I mean, I don't know. Like, I I would love to know what you think about this, but I actually have been like these these Disney Plus series have been so engaging and so fulfilling. I mean, I'm a huge Loki. <laughs> they could have had like yeah. 12 you know 15 24 episodes I would have watched every one of them and been so happy <laughs> no complaints for me but like I, I think about that and I think okay I kind of like those better than the movies now because mm-hmm. they can tell better stories yeah so what does that mean for the future of the franchise you know like could Eternals mm-hmm. have been a 10 episode limited series that would have had a different maybe response because they could have grown the, the story in a different way yeah I don't know I mean and that's not yeah. to say that Eternals isn't a good movie it's just when you think about characters that don't have the same kind of you know Guardians of the Galaxy I think is kind of the outlier that was that was a happy accident mm-hmm. that you know it, it was all of these things coming together that probably shouldn't have worked as well as they did yeah <laughs> I mean there's some kind of magic moment there and now they're among the most popular characters yeah when comic book people would say like well they're not actually like they're not actually there like those aren't the, the, the holy trinity of characters or whatever mm-hmm. but does that mean that the you know maybe there's a better I don't know like I, I feel like the Disney plus the the possibilities that are introduced through Disney plus make everything so interesting yeah Yeah. and they did so they did introduce i don't know if you've seen on disney plus day um spider-man freshman year which Mm -hmm. i'm assuming is live action um i don't see why it wouldn't be um so i guess the thing would be you know to take tom holland um who is like a year younger than me make him a a high school freshman (laughs) Uh, I guess he still kind of looks youthful and, you know, have him go back and 
which this is what I always wanted from Spider-Man was I love that at least with Tobey Maguire and even Andrew Garfield, you had, it was like literally the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man where he was in New York, he was battling the bad guys and, you know, he was a, a local superhero. Um, whereas kind of this Tom Holland, it was like, you know, he's already going toe-to-toe with the Avengers in Civil War. And then he's like going to space. I was like, Tobey Maguire's <laughs> never been to space. <laughs> so you never really get this grounded feeling of him like you kind of just have to fill in the gaps and take their word of being like yeah spider-man was around you know he he's been doing his thing and again as much as i love that character it just doesn't feel like the old school one so i'm thinking that the whole freshman year series will kind of make him feel like that grounded new york spider-man you know helping you know old ladies and stuff like that and fighting up bad guys, robbers at the bank. Um, but yeah, Disney Plus really does have this. It's 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 a great way for, I would say, Marvel and Star Wars too, we've seen to leverage their whole catalog and be like, hey, we can expand this in a much deeper and in-depth way. Um, and I'm with you on the Loki stuff. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, if, if they had a whole series of him folding laundry <laughs> at like a hotel... <laughs> I would be tuned in every week. So the bar was pretty low, uh, pretty low for me there. But otherwise, like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, they took these characters where I was like, I like them. I don't have a reason not to. And just added so much more depth to them. Um, and like Hawkeye too, which is kind of like next week. Um, I'm sure it's going to be the same thing where it's like, you know, we've been with Clint Barton since like four back in 2011 and now we finally get to spend more time with him and not just the part where he is like on a farm and he's got a family out of nowhere (laughs) which is a huge tangent um but yeah whatever they decide to do with spider-man i mean disney plus is a great home um i would say my only fear is that like after seeing have you did you uh get to see eternals uh not yet okay yeah well, without, because I didn't, I was like, I don't want to give too much away. I do th- think that maybe it would have been better as a Disney Plus series, only because you've got 10 characters and you're trying to give them ample screen time and you're trying to like round them out and all that. And it just didn't hit it for me. Um, but also they are introducing like a whole nother layer of like Marvel lore and a whole nother thread that you have to pay attention to. And I'm like, wait, we just started like the multiverse stuff. And then Shang-Chi has kind of got their own threat that they're starting that's unrelated to the multiverse as far as I'm concerned. And Eternals in, I'm like, this is a lot to keep up with (laughs) (laughs) on top of She-Hulk and Moon Knight and um, Miss Marvel and then all the other stuff that was announced that hasn't been released. So my only caveat or kind of worry is that like, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be an avalanche of content. And I'm going to have to like forget my brother's birthday just so I know <laughs> what Moon Knight's real name is. <laughs> it's like Kevin Feige is like, I'm sorry, put it on your calendar, but you're going to have to know, you know, <laughs> what Moon Knight's first appearance was or something like that. And I'm like, but please. <laughs> no, it's so true. It's so true. And that's, you know, I think that's the thing that kind of you know, when you look at, you know, cause you're, it's so true. P, you know, Toby Maguire has never been to space. Like he's never, you know, when I think about 
what Tom Holland's Spider-Man was able to do, you know, because he had Tony Stark, because he had a mm-hmm. suit that was built by Stark Industries, like he had a very different experience than any of these other characters who were like, you know, again, with the DC comparison, but like, they're kind of like Batman. They're just people yeah. and kind of these interesting, I mean, you know, obviously the radioactive spider kind of introduces a new element, but like, you know, they, they're just people in, you know, protecting their cities. When you start introducing like the Avengers level, like attack on New York and like the aliens and the, you know, mm-hmm. the, all the titans and all of these crazy creatures that start you know that's when things start changing in terms of the stories and the you know so so peter parker that we know right now is very different from the guy who is just dealing with you know kind of crazy town like that's that's doing like he didn't have the same challenges he's never been to space he's never had you know he's never he's lost people you know like they've all lost people but they haven't had their cities torn apart by space invaders like mm-hmm. that's not the reality you know so it's, it's so interesting to think of all of these people which makes it interesting to think that they all arrived in tom holland's i mean at least as far as we know that's we haven't yeah, really addressed yeah. like as far as we know they're in this timeline with this peter parker at this moment which means anyone who comes into this even the villains they're going to discover a very different reception yeah than they would have in their own you know I mean now it's like oh yeah dude with eight arms you know like oh that's cool you know like flying things that were like flying through the city like ejecting these little things like that's not really a big you know like all of a sudden like they're not a big deal anymore like Like, oh there's a crazy guy holding up George Washington Bridge I'll just take a cat exactly exactly no that it changes the whole I mean even for them which I kind of in my mind my imagining of that conversation that Andrew Molina is having or uh you know the Alfred Molina is having like I kind of see him being the character who can take that step back and be like okay wow this is a different (laughs) world yeah (laughs) I wasn't prepared for this like I I hope there's some kind of philosophical conversation about this I think it's just such Mm -hmm. an interesting thing to even have not only the heroes, but the villains come into this world yeah. where it's like, you know, it's like the Joker is a man, but when you start, you know, introducing Steppenwolf from, you know, such and such galaxy, mm-hmm. is yeah. it, you know, the man, like who's more terrifying? Like what's more, you know, yeah. more, like, oh yeah, you're just a dude. I can shoot you, but you know, this guy has lasers and nuclear stuff. Like, yeah, you know, it just, it changes the whole game. So yeah. I, I think there's just so much to, to so much to unpack in this trailer that just hints at so much more coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think at the end of the day, and kind of what I was thinking about when the last Spider-Man movie came out, which I'm like, wow, that just um, what was it Far From Home? Just feels like it just came out, and I was like, yeah, how do you top something where, okay, you know, he just fought Thanos and his whole army, and it's like everything else should honestly be a piece of cake. Like, I don't want to hear any other Avenger whining ever. (laughs) But the whole thing with Mysterio, it was like, okay, well, if you can't beat them in brute strength, then you could beat them with mind games. And it was like, he really did kind of corner him by being like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to expose you as as being Spider-Man. And now it's like, oh, that's a whole, you know, 
whole other dilemma that Peter Parker has to face. And kind of now that's like the whole plot of this film. So mm-hmm. that I understand, um, which is like, okay, maybe that's the one way is to, to, to take it inward and have these, you know, personal or moral dilemmas that they have to go through. Um, I guess my, my only other thing was like, okay, well, you know, this was the guy that, you know, save the whole entire universe from being snapped well he got snapped away too but he did help in that last fight and I was like you guys are gonna you know turn your spears on him that to me kind of seems a little weird like okay he killed you know quote unquote killed Mysterio but everything else that he did (laughs) was like you know all that goes in the trash so I'm I'm kind of like okay you're gonna turn a blind eye to that uh so that will be funny to see play out as well yeah yeah and (laughs) you know again it kind of all because I mean those are all such valid points I've never I've never understood the idea of like going after someone who's done so much for the city I mean yeah Tony Stark revealed his identity and the worst thing he got was like you know photobombed it you know when he'd go to to get a burger and like people are like following him and taking selfies like (laughs) So it, it's not something that hasn't been done in this universe. So it is weird that that's kind of the, the you know, this, this point for him. Mm-hmm. But then it also makes me think, you know, and again, I keep hinting at like, there's so many things we don't know, but it yeah. makes me wonder like, what universe are we in? Like, are we mm-hmm. in the same universe now? Like, are, are, yeah. did something happen? Because it just feels like there's a layer to this that it's it's like looking through you know looking at the bottom of a pond and you can kind of see it it's like we're watching everything happen in this trailer and it's at the mm-hmm. bottom of the pond but there's this layer on top of it and it's like what are we actually seeing and what's actually yeah. happening I don't know like it just seems right. there's it seems really strange yeah and maybe this is this is <laughs> like an episode of what if like the longest episode of what if. <laughs> And then the watcher comes out at the end and we're like, aha. (laughs) See what's happened to us? We've all just been completely transformed because of all of these shows and all of these. Now we've been taught like question everything. You could just used used to be able to just go in and watch a damn movie. And now it's like, okay, well, I have to like write five theses on, you know, why this is is the case. Because yeah, can't trust anything anymore. Yeah. I have my uh, best friend. She was like, saw, really, she wasn't into this stuff. I think she's kind of like everyone when they got hooked with Infinity War and Endgame. Um, so she's been like really hooked into phase four. And she was like, I really got looped into those theories for WandaVision because I was just so, um, you know, transfixed by it that I had to look up these speculation. You know, the whole like, it's Mephisto and da 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 da. And she was like, I was so burned by that when like none of those theories. <laughs> it's like yeah that's the life of that that's this life you just kind of have to take it and you know some days it's like WandaVision where you get you swing and you get like nothing and then other days it's like Falcon and the Winter Soldier where you're like oh yeah okay he's gonna become Captain America you know John F. Walker is gonna do this this and that like that one was so (laughs) so it's like some days are good and you know other days you just have to live with it yeah, yeah. Such is the life for Marvel fans. And <laughs> and yet we keep coming back. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every and ever, I swear, everybody's like, oh, I can't stand it. It's like, no, you'll be here. Just like I'll mm-hmm. be here. Just like you'll be here. Like we're all just going to be here waiting for the yeah. next trailer, waiting for 
Spider-Man Monday to buy our tickets and uh, oh man you know so it's uh look at that I mean I we literally just had a whole conversation mm-hmm. about the trailer yeah imagine what's gonna happen when we see the movie <laughs> and we were like oh we only need 20 minutes we, we might like run minutes. out of stuff to say yeah 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 we only need 20 minutes we'll be good no <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see how this plays out. It's just been such a, gosh, a dynamic year for Marvel. And really, I think part of it is obviously because of COVID and all that stuff got pushed back. And so now it's like, they're really, you know, dumping it onto us and saying, all right, like, I'm pretty sure every month there's been something. It's like WandaVision, Falcon, Loki, what if Hawkeye, Black Widow, (laughs) Venom 2, you know, um, and then obviously this, and I'm like, wow, we're really in for it. But, you know, I, I will say, and, and again, because it's, so it's funny. It's, it's totally funny because it's like art imitating life. I have this little notebook and I decided that with my new podcast, I'm going to keep track of everything that I do. And I'm like, okay, each podcast, mm-hmm. I'm like, I've written all these notes and I was going to record them and release them in a certain order. And then I was like, well, I don't really need to do that. But then I made the mistake of actually putting numbers down. And now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. crap. Like, now I feel like really weird if I release this one and it doesn't. I think the Marvel Universe has done the same thing. I mean, when I think about the quantity of stuff that came out, it makes you realize that, like, everything, it's not just like, you know, here's a Black Widow movie and here's a Spider Man. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, they're all so inextricably tied together that yeah. everything has to come out in a certain way. Loki had to come out the way it did for the next story to be told. Like everything Mm -hmm. is like, and so I, I I was reading this article before we started talking about how, you know, this, this year has just, you know, after last year having no Marvel content to this year, having so much between Disney plus and the movies, you realize like they were kind of put in a situation, like they had to get this stuff out because it's all part of this plan that's in motion like you have to do it may not be the the best decision and it may be weird I mean it's great from a consumer standpoint like we're just sitting here going yeah this is this is great you know like half of the first part of the year was just spent you know still kind of dealing with pandemic stuff so Mm -hmm. we had time to sit back I mean it would have been nice to have some of this Disney plus stuff maybe middle part of last year to kind of spread things out a little bit but you know it it makes you realize like the order means everything. The order of my podcast yeah. means nothing. The <laughs> order of Marvel movies means everything, everything. Yeah. And if you take anything out of order or if you reveal one little tidbit, it could literally shake the entire universe. Like, yeah, geez, that's like, yeah. that gives me anxiety and I'm not even Kevin Feige, man. Like I, I just imagine. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And um, I had an, one of my very first like Marvel interviews with um, the What If writer, AC Bradley. And, and she was talking about how Kevin Feige really pays attention to this stuff. And she was like, yeah, you would think he just kind of brushes over it. But, you know, like if I was like passing him in the hallway, he would be like, oh, I love that scene that she wrote on page eight of the script. And she'd be like, wow. <laughs> so she was like I literally she's like I think he has a time turner so he can go back and like find the extra times <laughs> to you know have you know check off every project and you know making a list to checking it twice sort of thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can absolutely see that because it just, it all has to come out. Everything is tied together and it's just, it boggles my mind. So yeah, I feel like even, even with this trailer, I mean, it, I, I know they're, they're pushing some movies back and doing some reshoots on some of the stuff that's coming next year, mm-hmm. but even releasing this trailer when they did had to happen probably, you know, probably because of Disney plus yeah. it probably, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. So it's, it's just, again, it's this big machine. You know, what boggles my mind and one of my AirPods just went out. I was like, Oh gosh, this has been a long time. <laughs> okay what boggles my mind is morbius because that's kind of more on the sony side and they've got adrian toombs in that that's michael keaton and he's he's vulture in that or at least i'm assuming so i'm like i'm pulling my hair out like where does this all fit like what timeline is this and why is he there and i'm like oh man i'm really gonna be in for it yeah 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 well all i all i know is that this is the start of our conversation even as much as you know this was a massive conversation but this is just the start because I think we're gonna have to come back and talk about when the movie comes out and then we can kind of like compare compare and contrast what we thought versus what happens and see if there's anything that kind of links them all together yeah I am really really excited for next month yes me too me too but I have to say thank you so much for being here and for joining me on the podcast and it's just been so much fun to talk with you and, and just geek out over all this stuff because you can't have this conversation with that many people who don't, you know, oh, listen. Yeah. they appreciate what they appreciate them for what it is. <laughs> oh yeah. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, you can book me for, you know, when the movie comes out and we can chat about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And before we go um, on the podcast part, but uh, before we go, where can people find your work? What are you tell? Do you, do you have anything you want us to look for or work? We find you on social media and follow what um, you're doing. Yeah, just keep an eye out for me um, at Mia J Media over on Twitter is where I am kind of building up my own brand too, just like you. So I'm excited to see what's in the works for myself. And over on Instagram too, the same thing uh, at Mia J Media where usually more of my Instagram stories. I like to gush about this stuff. So it's a fun time over there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, this has been so much fun and um, yeah, can't wait to have you back. Yay. (laughs) Can't wait to be back. (laughs) And once again, I want to thank Mia for joining me on the podcast. And uh, I am so excited that she will be back to break down um, you know, all of the other Marvel stuff. I mean, I, I think we'll be able to get her back for Hawkeye and, and certainly after Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. So for Marvel fans, keep it tuned in here. And please remember to uh, subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave reviews, leave comments. If you have any questions or, or things that you want me to cover in the podcast, hit me up on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock. And for now, I will leave you with... Uh, I don't know how you're feeling right now, but it is, it's Friday. And, uh, as far as I know, my night is booked because good Lord, there's so many things going on. And, uh, that's why we named the site. My nights are booked. Thank you so much for listening, everyone.